Welcome to You, The Truth and Nothing But, brought to you by Our Best for Him, where you and the truth come face to face. No preaching, no pressure, just facts and truths to guide you in deciding what's best for you. And now, today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to You and the Truth, and today's episode, The Simplest of Heroes. If you haven't done so, I would suggest you listen to episodes one through three before listening to this one. As you're probably aware, the Bible is composed mostly of the Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament is fascinating reading and replete with knowledge and wisdom, but it can be overwhelming and difficult to understand, unless, of course, you're a biblical scholar or studied theology. It was written to give a historical account of how and why God created us, how we disobeyed Him, and how He turned His back on us for doing so. It sets forth how we tried time after time to get back in His good graces by offering sacrifice after sacrifice, but ultimately failing, and how, during this entire process, we continued to disobey Him. In the end, no sacrifice was good enough, but because God loves us so much and wanted us back, like any loving parent, He decided to personally offer the ultimate sacrifice. Now think about this from a loving parent's perspective. Your adult child lives with you. He or she has all the comforts they could want, and the only thing you ask of them is that they obey you and the rules of the house. And let's say there's one specific rule that you will not tolerate be broken. For the sake of argument, let's just say no drugs. And what does your child do? You guessed it. They bring drugs into your home. As a result, you demand they leave the house. You banish them. They later realize their grave error and implore you to allow them back into your home and that they're willing to do anything, even stop using drugs. Your heart is breaking because you love them, but you cannot allow them back into your home because you have other children. And if you allow them to get away with it, well, what message are you sending your other children? And what if he or she gets them involved as well? So you refuse. But what if you miss them so badly that you would consider anything to get them back? What if you were asked to sacrifice something or someone you loved to have your child back home? If you were that parent, what would you do? How far would you go to make that happen? What would you be willing to sacrifice? Now what would happen if your child's drug leader approached you and made you the following offer? I will guarantee that your child will no longer have access to or be involved in drugs if you are willing to exchange him or her for one of your other children. I will keep your other child for three years for me to do with him or her as I please. At the end of the three years, I will return them to you. What would you do? Would you accept that offer? One child for another? God did. And he did it for you. So the bottom line is that someone had to pay the price for our inherited disobedience because, as we keep reminding you, everything has a price. Like the old saying goes, everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one is willing to die. Now, it just so happens that the price for our disobedience was one we were not capable of paying. And so, because God's love for us is so great, he literally paid that price by sending his son to earth. In essence, God sacrificed one child, Jesus, for another, you. 
Now, in today's language, well, that's pretty intense. So the obvious question is, well, who exactly is Jesus and why would he sacrifice himself for me? Now, as is our custom here at You and the Truth, let's talk about this in terms we can all relate to. Think about Jesus as you would any other man, a man on a mission. Now, this shouldn't be difficult because we love to read books and watch movies about men and women on missions. You know, action heroes, spies, superheroes. We consider them all heroes. We cheer for them. We pull for them. We applaud them for their bravery. And we all, at least for a moment, want to be like them even though we know we can't. And even though we know they're not real. Yet, we read books, including the Bible. And we watch movies about Jesus Christ on a mission to save millions, perhaps billions. And we do not view him as a hero. We don't see ourselves as wanting to be like him. Why is that? Well, I propose that it's because we view him as God. And I don't mean a God. I mean the God. And because we view him that way, we cannot comprehend him. We view him as out of our reach, and we don't want to face the possibility or admit that he's real and that everything he says is true. And not only that, but that he holds our lives here, now, and afterwards in his hands. We find it incomprehensible that someone like that could actually exist and have that much power. Not only that, but we ask ourselves, well, if God is real, if Jesus Christ is real, why in the world would they want to have anything to do with me? And if they do, how could I ever measure up to their standards, whatever they may be? You see, we think that if we believe in God, he's going to ask us to do things we're not capable of doing. That he's going to hold us to a standard we're incapable of reaching. That he's going to demand from us things we cannot possibly give. Once again, let's approach this from a loving parent to child perspective. Would you, as a loving parent, ask your child to do that which you know they are incapable of doing? Would you demand from them that which you know they cannot possibly give? I mean, you would drive them to do and give their best, but you certainly would drive them to a level you know they're incapable of reaching, right? See, here's what we fail to understand. There is one thing, and only one thing, that God desires from us. That we get to know Him. That's it. That's all. Don't overthink it. Don't complicate it. For us to get to know Him. Not believe in Him but know him. You see, the fact that you believe God exists doesn't mean you know him. You can acknowledge someone exists, but if you don't take the time to get to know him or her, they remain a stranger. Now, I submit to you that you know many strangers, and that's what they remain until you decide to know more about them. It's your choice. They can try to start a relationship with you, but if you don't reciprocate, they will never know you or vice versa. And note that God does not demand that you get to know him. He desires and wishes for you to do so, but as we've stated before, he will not force you to do anything. See, you cannot force anyone to love you. But before you can truly love someone, you must get to know them personally and intimately. And with love comes respect. You see, every loving and meaningful relationship is based on reciprocity there must be at least two like-minded people involved. Your relationship with God is no different. Your relationship with God hinges on the closeness of your relationship. You see, He knows everything about you, 
every detail. But I ask you, how well do you know him? The moment those involved in a relationship choose to learn each other's names, their origins, their likes and dislikes, their thoughts and beliefs, the relationship begins to flourish. They begin to understand each other. And the more they understand each other, the more intimate the relationship. So if you believe in God, I ask you again, how well do you know him? How much do you know about him? Who he is? How he thinks? What he does or doesn't like? And if you don't believe in God, well, why not? You obviously believe in someone or something. Why not God? Why not Jesus? So here's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. If you have chosen not to believe, well, like any loving parent, God will patiently wait for you to change your mind. And if you do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that He wishes to save you and for you to spend eternity with Him and His Father, then you should get to know Him as closely and personally as you do any other person who loves you and with whom you're going to live with. After all, Jesus was literally a man. A man after your own heart. If that's your goal, well, you should get to know everything about Him and you should listen to every word He has to say. Every word. And that's where we come in. We'll bring you every word that came out of Jesus' lips in a simple manner the way he intended them so you can get to know him a bit more personally and intimately, helping you develop and strengthen your relationship, all with no preaching and no pressure. Until our next episode, this is Ralph, reminding you that what you've just heard is the truth. What you do with it is up to you. You have been listening to You, The Truth, and Nothing But, brought to you by Our Best For Him, where you and the truth come face to face. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, or watching our YouTube channel. Please remember to subscribe and like on your preferred listening platform so you will receive notifications on new episodes. Please feel free to reach us on all social media platforms at YouTheTruth or email us your thoughts, concerns, or questions. My name is Kyle, and on behalf of all of us at Our Best For Him, we look forward to helping you in your journey to decide what's best for you.